Welcome. You are listening to Grandpa's Tales of Terror. What is going on? The Pied Piper? Hans Grotten? Oh my, where is all this going? Let's continue the journey and listen to Drum, Vivaci Tempo. Now close your eyes and let your imagination carry you into a world of fear and horror. <laughs> On the back cover of the book was a business card with Engel's contact info. Downing the rest of his scotch, Samuel picked up the card. On the back it read, Call Anytime. He asked himself if he believed what he just read. Picking up the phone, he dialed the number. After a few rings, Samuel's call was answered. Hello. Then the conversation began. Peter was just putting his drums away at the symphony rehearsal, which Olivia did not attend, when his phone vibrated. Looking at call display, it was Samuel. Answering, he began with the pleasantries and then the conversation turned serious. Samuel asked him to come to the shop as quickly as possible. When Peter asked why, Samuel told him that he would find out everything when he was there. Samuel also told him to come alone. Before Peter could question why, Samuel had hung up. Arriving home, he walked in and Olivia was lying on the couch. He asked her if she was feeling better, to which she replied, a bit. Walking into the bedroom, Peter pulled out the box from under the bed and looked at it. He had placed a piece of tape on the hinge of the box. Looking, he could tell that the tape had been loosened. He knew that Olivia was playing the flute when he wasn't around. He suspected that Olivia was doing that and that she wasn't sick. She just didn't want to go to the rehearsals. Taking a shower and freshening up, he got dressed and went to Olivia and told her that he was going out for a while. She asked where he was going and he told her just out with a couple of members of the symphony for a drink. She told him to have a good time, say hi, and give her a kiss. Bending down, she grabbed the back of his head and passionately kissed him. Letting go, she then said, wait till you get home, and proceeded to put her hand under the blanket and licked her lips. Giving a slight nod, he turned, walked to the door and walked out into the hallway, closing and locking the door. Closing his eyes, he shook his head and wondered what had gotten into her. Knocking on Samuel's door, Samuel opened it and told Peter to come in. Closing the door and locking it, they walked to the table, and Samuel motioned to Peter to sit down. Peter noticed another man sitting at the table. The man stood up and outstretched his hand. Samuel introduced them. Shaking hands, they both then sat down. Samuel went to the cupboard, 
pulled out three glasses and a bottle of his finest scotch that he saves for rare occasions. Putting a glass in front of all three of them, he motioned who would like one. Peter said yes, but Engel politely declined, saying that he doesn't drink. Samuel poured into two glasses and then sat down. Peter asked if Engel's accent was German, to which Engel replied, yes. Peter then asked Samuel what was so urgent. Samuel glanced at Engel and asked Peter if he had noticed any changes to Olivia. Glancing at both of them, Peter asked what kind of changes. Samuel then told him, in personality, behavior, doing things she normally wouldn't do. Peter glanced at them again and took a swallow of the scotch, grimaced, and told them what makes you think that. Samuel then directed the conversation to Engel. Engel asked questions such as, has she been playing the flute? Then he was quite blunt. Has she changed sexually? Her behavior and last Has she changed her attitude about things, such as... Peter cut him off by quickly standing up and looking at both of them. After a pause of a couple of seconds, Peter asked Samuel what was this all about and asked Engel who he was. Samuel asked Peter to sit back down. Peter sat back down, took a sip of scotch, and looked at both of them. Samuel started explaining about how him and Engel met, the book, about the Pied Piper, the instruments, and as much as he could think of. Peter sat there, not really with any reaction. He looked over at Engel and asked who he was again. Engel went into further detail about the Pied Piper of Hamlet. That is where I am from. As Samuel has told you, and I am affirming it, the Pied Piper of Hamelin did happen, just not the way the fairy tale says. Parts of the fairy tale are true, but in the real story, after the children were taken, Hans came out of the opening of the cave, which then closed, and Edward was there because she played the drum. The fruit attracts people who are more easily tempted, easier to manipulate. The drum, for reasons unknown, seems to be the person who is, um, I can't think of the word, more of a believer, not necessarily in terms of religion, but the goodness inside. I have Apologize for my lack of explanation. There are different versions of the story. However, there is only one true version. The children were taken and sacrificed to the devil. Both Hans and Edda were arrested, found guilty, then burned at the stake. The piper was always with a partner who had to play the drum. Both instruments 
have to be paid for an event to happen. Sometimes I think that this is the devil's plan. He waits for the right moment. Anyway, the instruments have surfaced again. Another part of the story that any upon which one you read says that three children did not fall off the pipe. One was deaf, one was blind, and one was having um, mobility problems. One has to be politic politically correct these days. I am a descendant of the deaf one. Peter then said, Get the fuck out of here. Raising his voice, Peter threw back, You're a descendant of the deaf child? Engel nodded and continued, saying, Then the three children were unable to be with the rest, and they found out what happened to their friends, brothers, and sisters. They vowed, since then, to help protect the box. We have tried to find it over the centuries. I am the only one left to do this. If we are unable to protect it, the world will experience the worst catastrophes of all time. Peter got up and started to pace, saying, Even though I shouldn't believe this, I do. In some sort of perverted way, it all makes sense. And he finished with asking, What do I have to do? When Peter got home that night, Olivia was up and around as if nothing was wrong. And Peter sensed this. After a cup of coffee and talk, they went to bed. And Peter had succumbed to the succubus style of behavior by Olivia. The next day... They went for a walk and got ice cream cones, and Peter asked her what she wanted in life. She looked at him, quite surprised, and said, what everyone else wants. Smirking, he said, and what is that? She responded by saying, money, to be number one, and have the world bow at your feet. He nodded, looking at her and realized that it wasn't the Olivia he knew. That evening, after supper and the dishes were put into the dishwasher, Peter sat on the couch and turned on the television, asking if he wanted a wine, to which Peter said yes. Olivia carried in two glasses. Sitting down beside him, she asked him what would he like to do. Was there a movie he wanted to watch? Maybe have popcorn? Peter replied that he just wanted to sit and talk to Olivia, who said, okay. Peter, after taking a good sip of wine, rubbed his eyes and looked at her. She raised her glass and he brought up his and they made a toast, even though he couldn't quite understand what she was saying. Taking another large sip, Peter thought it was the scotch in wine, but he remembered he had the scotch the night before. Olivia took his glass and put it to his lips and poured it into his mouth. That is all Peter remembered. <laughs>